welcome into another episode of Everything is Logistics, a podcast for the thinkers in freight. We are proudly presented by SPI Logistics, and I am your host, Blythe Brumleaf. I'm happy to welcome in Fernando Correa, CEO and co-founder at CargoBot, and we're going to be talking about freight data, AI, and the growth of shipping relationships within Latin America, which is a story that just keeps popping up in freight, so I'm excited to really dive into this topic with you today. So, Fernando, welcome into the show. Yeah, hello, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me, and um, it's a pleasure to share my experience and my story. Absolutely. Now, now for folks who, who may not be familiar with, with your journey, your career backstory, can you kind of give us an insight into how you ended up in logistics? Because I always think that's a fascinating story. Oh, yeah. Especially when you think it's a media at the beginning, it was an accident, but I wasn't. You know, I think it was a, a great decision. But my background is in consulting. I have been, uh, you know, working, uh, implementing so many different software solutions, implementing ERP platforms and, and with uh, an expertise in supply chain. And uh, I used to work for Microsoft, Siemens, all big corporations. But the reality was an accident because um, my wife, uh, she's running a, a freight broker. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of the reasons that she said to me, why we cannot do something together? why we cannot get the knowledge that I know and your corporate vision and also the way that we can have like different automations and create more efficient relationship between shippers and carrier. And this is what the story, and I want to say that it was a love story, but I was a very entrepreneur considering that you're working also at the same time with your wife. Yeah, because it's definitely one of those, uh, I, I think a lot of folks will say, don't ever work with family, don't ever work with close <laughs> friends, that that kind of thing. But you guys just just dived right into it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is true. If I have to be honest, that was my first negotiation that I had to, you know, <laughs> to explain with her because uh, we have like a different vision sometimes. She's, uh, she's completely more organic and more digital. It's sometimes it, you need to know exactly and you have to make sure that we are in the same page all the time. But uh, it was a big challenge at the beginning. But if I have to be honest, I think it was the best decision that I ever had in my life. And uh, and I had the opportunity to apply all the knowledge that I had in my background, analyzing opportunities, understanding what's going on also with the freight industry, especially here in the United States and also opening a new market that it was incredible as well. But uh, today I have to say it was uh, the most important decision I ever had, especially, you know, in the last 10 years, you know. And so what were those, I guess, the, those early things that y- your, your wife was talking about that you said, I, I think I can find some digital solutions to this? Well, the, the reality, you know, one of the decisions that at the beginning, it was, um, I was all the time traveling because I was in charge of uh, South American market, Latin American market, and I spent all my life, you know, traveling. And she said, come to my company, uh, we can grow the company together. Okay, that is uh, the main message. You know, when uh, I decided to land to the company and I explained to her, okay, if I am jumping to a freight business, definitely, first of all, we have to grow the company. We need to apply a different concept in terms of um, corporate decision. And she said, okay, let's do it. And, uh, and I was uh, learning, I think at the beginning, my first stage, I need to learn. It's not when you are a consultant, it's a little different 
because uh, you are creating efficiency, but uh, you're detecting inefficiencies. Hmm. And, uh, you know, talking with her, you know, learning how do you need to sell and, you know, the way that you're moving the freight. For me, it was very surprising because at the when you were trying to, to close a transaction, you don't know the carrier. You have no idea, you know, really who is the carrier that he's moving the freight from the shipper side. And uh, you're closing the transaction by phone, by text message, by email. And it was, for me, it was very unusual, right? Because uh, my everything that I am doing in my life, in my background, is has to go through through the flow, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, um, and I remember, you know, working at the beginning with her, and we had one of the biggest, the, 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 the important experience that I had, I lost a truck, okay? I was in charge, you know, making phone calls, uh, you know, going through the, uh, tracking system for the, uh, you know, for the track. And uh, most of the time when you're trying to find where's your track, you have to go through uh, phone calls. And, uh, but if you, you don't have the answer, you feel desperate, right? And I, it was a very complicated weekend trying to find the track. I was uh, updating the shipper. The shipper didn't get the, you know, the, the real-time communication. And for me, what's going on here? There's something wrong, right? Is, that if, is everything is doing manually and now we are talking about um you know relationship that it doesn't exist you know i think that we have an amazing opportunity to create innovation and that's when my head was thinking how can we organize a completely different marketplace how can we connect shippers and carriers you know because i detect a lot of things going on at the same time is a huge fragmentation and why we cannot standardize the relationship between shippers and carriers and this is when uh, I, was uh, my first initiative to say why we cannot, uh, you know, organize completely tech company that is uh, freight oriented with a lot of services that everything that you learn, give me your knowledge, I can pull the technology. And at the same time, we can create completely different vision and we can attack the business in completely different perspective. And that was the reason that we create Cargo. And so did you ever find the truck? I found it. Nice. <laughs> That's good. So eventually yeah. you yeah. found it, but through that problem, it, 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 yeah. the solution presented itself with CargoBot. Yeah. But you know what? I found it, but uh, two days later. And two days later, because it was a fight between the driver and the dispatcher, and the driver left the truck in, in, his, in, track, in one truck stop, and uh, nobody can connect the, the, where, where was the truck, you know? You know, after an investigation, we found it. And again, this is too much for me. This is too much for the industry. I can't believe it that shippers were trying to find the tracks. Or maybe even if we are talking about brokers or whatever, it's complicated. It's a lot of people, you know, in this industry. But at the same time, I think is that we, we have been learning a lot. I don't know exactly what happened today. And uh, most of the time when uh, you want to apply innovation, it's uh, I am and I'm completely understanding what is the vision. You know, vision is going farther, right? So that you're creating the future. But sometimes we we need to combine the future with the present, because then we need to educate the people. And the, the educational the educational process is long and costs a lot of money. But at the same time, if we have the right combination, understanding what is the real present that you need to apply technology. This is when you can be success. Otherwise, you know, is that you can be super 
you, you can think all the time in the future, but the future is never appear, right? Never come to you to say, okay, definitely I want to adopt your technology moving freight because it's complicated, you know? And so how did you, I guess, make the transition from booking freight and, and trying to, to track these different shipments into building software? Yeah. Well, the, first of all, you know, I, I had, um, you know, different conversations with different shippers, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, for me, the most important for the first two years running the, you know, in a traditional broker, uh, for me, it was a, a, an amazing experience. That I was all the time talking with them, understanding the pain points. How can we convert pain points in gain points? But uh, I would like to know, you know, if uh, they really need it. Mm. I think the most important when you want to create an innovation, you have to think all the time, what is the value proposition that you're creating for the industry, right? In another side, I was all the time talking, creating different focus groups as well, talking with carriers, owner operators. I was all the time with them. I, you know, I have been inside of the of the cabin of the truck, you know, understanding, you know, what is the the, the main goal that they're looking for because they're looking for shipment, right? And um, and they need to to they need to make sure, you know, what happened next. This is never stop. It's not the freight that they are moving or the shipment they are moving with you. Is the next shipment that they need to move with you or with another place, another broker, right, or another carrier. You go another shipper. Well, in that case, uh, you know, understanding, you know, the, the all different realities, I, I thought the first version, why we cannot create the perfect world, okay? And the perfect world is something beautiful because you can say, okay, if I have the, 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 the shipper's pain points and also at the same time, I have the carrier pain points and also... Um, I understand that we are, we have a lot of, um, you know, middleman in the middle. Why we can not create a marketplace that we can connect shippers and carriers to go direct, right? You know, the first version was in that direction, but uh, you know, it, 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 I think at the beginning it wasn't working at my expectations, and this is um, when you need to learn because. Mm -hmm. Shippers were not using the technology, you know, carrier, they were updating, you know, their profile in the technology, but they couldn't, you know, attend on the, on the way that I was, you know, drawing the, the process. And this is uh, the first version. The second version was more flexible. Okay. I, it took me at least two years running the company, you know, understanding what's going on. You know, creating um, different, you know, functionality adjustments, um, you know, why shippers are not tech, why carriers sometimes they have a, a little resilient to be into the technology. And, uh, and I was uh, adding different options. And I think today, after seven, seven years running the, the tech industry and, uh, and the, the tech uh, freight industry, I think I can considering that we have a lot of expertise but a lot of knowledge. And I believe that we're going in the right direction. Are you in freight sales with a book of business looking for a new home? Or perhaps you're a freight agent in need of a better partnership. These are the kinds of conversations we're exploring in our podcast interview series called The Freight Agent Trenches, sponsored by SPI Logistics. 
Now I can tell you all day that SPI is one of the most successful logistics firms in North America who helps their agents with back office operations, such as admin, finance, IT, and sales, but I would much rather you hear it directly from SPI's freight agents themselves. And what better way to do that than by listening to the experienced freight agents tell their stories behind the how and the why they joined SPI. Hit the Freight Agent link in our show notes to listen to these conversations, or if you're ready to make the jump, visit spi3pl.com. There's a lot of tools that that have been on the market for a while to sort of showcase visibility, um, to, to showcase tracking shipments. Um, you, you mentioned yourself how, you know, drivers are, and carriers are apprehensive to install another app. They don't want, you know, sort of Big Brother watching them. So right. how do you sort of balance what the shippers want versus what the, the carriers, I guess, maybe don't want at times? Yeah, and then I think it's a great question because... Um, that is the reality. I think seven years ago, we had a, a lot of fragmentation there in terms of, uh, you know, carriers. And we had a lot of fragmentation of brokers as well. And we had a lot of fragmentation of uh, shippers. That is the reality. And it's a very, it was very complicated to standardize that process. Today, I have to say seven years later that we have a lot of, we add another component. And the component is a lot of fragmentation of technologies. There's a lot of companies that uh, we were talking about. $3.6 trillion and that different venture capitals in the last seven years invest in this industry if, and, and is a lot of technology, okay? I think it's, um, that, that is, um, the rep is a little confused because you have a low board, you have like a TMS, you have a marketplace, you have a digital brokers, and you have a, and so we are trying to adopt what is the, our category, right? But I think, you know, in the way that we have been developed, we, we draw the right flow. I mean, that is the truth. You know, how can we post shipments? Uh, how can we create, you know, connections with carriers? How can you verify the profile of the carrier? That is important for us because the visibility is important. At the same time, that uh, you have an, a combination of a bidding process, contract liens. Uh, it's a lot of things going on in the process, Okay. But uh, my question all the time was why, when I am thinking, why shippers are not tech? You know, that was a very important question, right? Mm. Why shippers are not using technology? Why shippers all the time, they are communicating all the time with emails? And uh, because that's a matter, you know, you can be, you, you can be overfray, you can be, you know, you can be convoy, you can be transfer, sphere travel, all the typical uh, you know, uh, companies that they are using, they, they have a great technology. But the reality is shippers cannot be into the all different logins, you know, using them and passwords to post a shipment, right? And um, and this is the first time that I thought, okay, let me get one technology that is for shippers, not for me, not for myself, not for cargo, not for my purpose, that I want to be the main um, provider for that specific shipper. Let me understand that they need to move with somebody else at the same time that we can create only one platform, that they connect, they can connect their contact, their relationship that they have been doing for many years at the same time that we are doing with, with us, okay? We can connect our digital connections. We have like a different partnership. And in the end of the day, 
Today, cargo body is more like a plugin. Okay, so we have the, the main process, and now we are connecting different plugins um, to our uh, platform because we want to be smart. Uh, we don't want to be, you know, using the traditional way to go through the low boards, get one shipments, you know, get one track. No, this is not our main goal. Our main goal is okay. Let's create the right network. You know, let's connect different sources and um, different data because we are manipulating a lot of data and we need to convert the data and information. Is that we're, this industry is a big data mm-hmm. and, uh, and that is big data sometimes it's complicated. How can you have the right interpretation of the data? And uh, super are a little sometimes, they, they, they have no idea exactly why, you know, the fluctuation of the rate is going back and forth all the time and uh, why capacity is a big issue. And this is, again, one of the reasons that we are simplifying that process. So one of the goals that we have today, for example, we have a, an APN integration with a tracking platform that I'm not worried about it. It's more like, okay, this is the goal. This is the frank, This is another technology. Let me connect that technology with my technology and we can guarantee the 80% of the digital transactions in, in, term, in terms of the tracking system, right? In another side, let me connect with a capacity tool. Okay, we did it. Okay, let's go ahead and which, which one, uh, you know, which uh, company is the right one that I can be the important for our technology and we can connect, you know, their capacity, digital capacity to our platform. Okay, At the end of the day, all different plugins are for only one purpose. How can we move the shipment to the shippers? But on another side, you know, create like a, a different algorithm and a different strategy that is part of our recipe that I cannot say what is the formula of my recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I, I will be in trouble, you know. <laughs> but that is a, it's a, the way that you need to understand, you know, because it's an amazing technology apps out there. The, 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 the problem is it's impossible that you can think I am the only one technology and shippers need more than one provider. Mm. That is the truth because uh, we're fighting with the same capacity, you know, all of them. Right. And so with this, with your platform, you mentioned it almost being like a plug-in marketplace where different, you can plug in different technology systems into CargoBot, and then the shippers have a resource that can simplify the data, simplify rate fluctuations, and educate them on all of those different variables. Am I understanding it correctly? That is correct, because uh, we launched a new platform that is a master planning tool. And that master planning tool is an important, this is the first concept that you can you as a shipper can see your capacity in a calendar. That well, no capacity. Your shipments in your calendar with the all different status. You can navigate. We are providing an amazing tool for you know request for quoting. You know the RFQs that you can lock. Um, you know rates and uh, for one quarter if you want. And the algorithm is doing everything by themselves. And mm-hmm. now we are. Our focus right now is how can we help shippers, you know, to get to optimize the, their their capacity with a master planning tool. But at the same time, we realize 
guess what? Why we cannot give the same tool, you know, to move shipments with their actual brokers or carriers? Why not? Because they are doing it. And mm -hmm. uh, the only thing, I will be another one. But is their decision if they want to move with us or they can move by themselves, you know, making the decision. The only thing we are facilitating a lot of data and that data is important for them. Let's do it. But at the same time, it's very important for us, the digitalization. I need to convert shippers in digital. Okay. So that is the only way that we can optimize everything that we're doing with our back office operation. <laughs> Because in another side, our back office operation is, uh, is connecting with today. For example, if you post a shipment with us, we have the visibility for more than 400,000 carriers. Okay. Just like that. Okay. At the same time, we are optimizing, you know, a parent or pairing, you know, with carrier that we have in our network that they can be, or they can be interested to move that freight because we know exactly what is the preferences that they are looking for. Right. And another side, we are matching with rates. I think it's a, I, I, sometimes we are not the best one. Definitely not. Sometimes we don't have the network to move the freight for the lowest rate. But uh, sometimes, but the point is, we want to make sure, you know, shippers are tech at the same time that we have the opportunity, you know, to understand the, the freight that we can move with uh, market rates. Uh, we're not doing, you know, my, my recall, right? That is <laughs> the most important. So we are trying to be responsible with the freight, you know, with also at the same time with the rate, with guarantee capacity. And so if I'm, break it down for me from like a workday perspective. If I'm a shipper versus a carrier, I'm sitting down at the computer and I'm getting ready to maybe create a master plan for my shipments, maybe for the holiday season or just the next month out. What does, what does it look like from a workday perspective of, am I just having the, the, the cargo bot tab open? Uh, what am I doing from a, a shipper perspective and from a carrier perspective using cargo bot? Yeah. With, uh, it's, it's important because uh, you, cannot, you cannot be static in front of your computer because it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. so we need to know exactly that we have to open all different communication chains. Today, we need to be communicated through email, through, through apps, through uh, you know, a text message, WhatsApp, all of different traditional communication channels. And that is, a, it was, I, I remember at the beginning, we thought, hey, You know, the future is the app. No, you know, immediately realize the future is not, uh, you know, the app is definitely is a voice recognition. It's a text message. It's a combination of the real communication reality. And we are moving all of our freight, the majority of them, you know, using uh, text message. It doesn't matter if you're using it in an email, if you're using it in a website, in a, in a WhatsApp, or if you're using it in a text message. Okay. But the reality is, you know, shippers, they can have a master planning. Master planning is a little more, you need a desktop version definitely because you need to open your calendar. You can assign everything and you have, you have to do a couple activities. But, uh, you know, the communication could be with whatever, you know, uh, source, right? And uh, the important thing, whatever interaction that you're sending to the carriers, whatever interaction that you're doing with the shippers, the, the brokers, is in exactly the same way that you're doing. You, you choose your preference. Hmm. Okay? 
when I do it with text message, send it with a text message, right? In another reality, for example, we are applying different, you know, functionalities that um, for us definitely, as you know, artificial intelligence is extremely important in this industry as well. But, um, you know, ChatGPT is, uh, is revolutionary and crazy, probably technology that we are a little scared about it because we are thinking we don't need people anymore, right? Because uh, it's a lot of data, it's a lot of information. But, you know, the reality is it's, it's, a, it's a new ad, uh, advisor. It's a digital advisor that we are creating. Okay, for example, hey, I'm moving freight. You know, I'm doing with my people. They're not aside. We realize we have another carrier that is uh, optimizing the, you know, the lane. And now we can say uh, one, we can give a one recommendation. And that recommendation is uh, the way that we are activating, you know, the shipper. Guess what? Hey, do you? We realize you're moving the freight. Why not? You can move with us or, or, or with somebody else that you can optimize your your lane. You, because the reality is, the majority of the shipper, the main driver decision is the rate. Okay, if we're not, if we're talking about that, that we have to guarantee a very good customer service. And uh, but the reality, all the time, the the most important reality is we need to find. The, the best rate all the time, you know, for the shipment that we are moving. Especially, you know, f- you know, after the pandemic, everything was crazy, right? You know, rates in the world super high. Right now, we are in a <laughs> completely different perspective. But uh, anyway, the, the reality is a digital transaction. You have your master planning and I choose how, how they want to communicate with them. You have the, we are connecting with our technology, our back office. And our back office is uh, sending the shipment to our all our you know capacity that we have with different APIs integrations and with different people, and now we're receiving a digital data, and now we're sending the digital data. We want to be digital, right? And this is the main goal that we're looking for. And I don't want to. We didn't create cargo for an organic or traditional way to to move the freight. We want to do that completely different more efficiently and it sounds like you're giving each of those different profiles from the brokers and the carriers and the shippers their own preferences and their own sort of you know maybe personal ai that they can use to book their shipments is that is that a fair assessment yeah that is a, the reality because um i don't think shippers are really they don't have enough time you know to very create, true. yeah they, they don't have time i don't know why the, if you see a shipper and you go directly and talk with them the, you know the the, the the people behind of a big volume of shipment is nothing and that they are not and also at the same time they have different seasonalities and that is uh, they need an advisor and they need a, a suggest they need suggestions they need to open their mind you know trying to do something different hmm. and this is a technology is uh, if you apply the right technology with the right approach, and uh, we need to simplify that information that we are collecting in the all different sources. This is when we are getting the attention of the shipper. I remember I saw many different platforms that they are, you know, honestly, they are showing you a, a, an amazing analysis about the predictions of uh, what's going on with the price but uh, or the rates. But in reality, you need to be... Uh, 
and you know a Wall Street analyst to create that interpretation. And and it's complicated. It's not easy. Okay, is the fuel affecting? Is not the fuel affecting? Hmm. You know what is capacity? What's going on with when we have a, a big seasonality in terms of the, for example, how is produce affecting? the you know the rates for drive and shipment it doesn't make sense right but it's affecting the drive and shipment as well and um, because the capacity is uh, you're reducing the capacity and uh, anyway, if you combine everything and you put all together this is when you have to give the right advice and uh, in our case uh, we're thinking i i prefer we're a boutique service in in, in the end of the day uh, creating you know a, more like a consulting interpretation of how can we optimize, you know, the volume of the shipments, you know, and how can you optimize your relationship that you need to have with your carriers? We are more like a, an extension of the shipping department and uh, helping them, you know, with our marketing campaigns. And we, we are activating a lot of things, you know, only technology. We have uh, social media uh, announcing. We, are, we have, uh, for example, one shipper, that is moving three or four lanes of different regions, and we are recruiting shipment uh, carrier for them. And uh, we are adding to the, their network. And this is when the algorithm is matching. Hmm. Okay. But anyway, it's, it's a lot of things going on at the same time. But uh, and I, I think um, the way we, we build technology all the time with um, only one intention is digital transactions. We need is is a long journey, believe me, mm-hmm. with a lot of challenges that we need to, you know, to understand, to learn about it. And uh, but I'm completely sure that we are close to the the end of the journey because the digital world is coming. Definitely, it came seven years ago. And and you know you, you had mentioned it briefly earlier, but with the the rise of these large language models, and, you know, becoming more popular, more mainstream over the last year, it almost sounds like you kind of have already given that solution to shippers without them having you know to filter through all of their data through like Claude or ChatGPT or you know Bard. Um, it sounds like you kind of already have that solution for them. Yeah, I think it's how we have one of them that is uh, I, I, we launch you know three months, uh, two months ago. And uh, we are in the soft launch. But uh, Is that Cargo uh, Pool? I think that that's what I was reading is um, no, yeah, uh, car- Cargo Bot a, Pool. Yeah, we have a Cargo Bot Pool that is another another one that is really good. That is completely a different concept. But I want to talk about it right now. You know, but um, the solution that we create, it's uh, something very unique for shippers. Very unique. And um, because, again... I remember when uh, I decide to create the cargo bot technology, you know, thinking that I was the king of the shipping industry, organizing at the same time the perfect world for shipping and carrier. Guess what? It wasn't what I expect. And this is the best, you know, the best decision that I did is, why? What's going on? What happened? Why do they want to go through this perfect world? Because perfect world sometimes in technology take time and is is a lot of uh, learning. 
Right. And a lot, of, I think for a lot of these folks, like you said, they don't have a lot of time. They need to be educated, but is yeah. what's the incentive for them to continuously learn and expand their knowledge? Um, but it sounds like you're, you're within the platform. It's providing that context to the rates and what's affecting them and, and ultimately their shipments. Yeah. And also it's, um, and, and again, with the reality that um, you're, you're trying to create something uh, new for the industry. There's a lot of people that they want to do the same. And I probably, I don't know how many at the beginning is that when uh, I was in the tracking show, I remember that we were the same digital provider, the, the, you know, the native that, that we were fighting, you know, at the beginning, 2016, <laughs> to like 2017. And, uh, you know, in 2017, it was a completely different perspective. But the main goal was, I want to use, I want to create a technology for cargo, not for shippers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yes, for carrier, because I have all the time we were considering carriers more like in the partnership. But, uh, you know, we need it. Definitely, they are extremely important for us. So we believe you need to protect the carriers. Carriers, they need to be happy working with us. Okay. But at the same time, you know, the, the, the technology that you, you were creating is only for our purpose. Okay. Shippers, log in. Okay. Everything is happy. But if you don't log in because you, we never thought why they don't log in. And this is the, you know, the reaction because uh, it's a lot of people doing the same. And this is when you're creating the evolution. With this master planning tool, I think we are more flexible, more open mind, more generous in terms of uh, data and technology and functionality and network and efficiency that we are creating. Because we know exactly what happened with carrier. You know, mm -hmm. what is the reaction? What is the trend? What is the, uh, you have today, you have a new mode that is digital dispatcher. Okay, let's go and connect with this digital dispatcher. We have API with a lot of ones. But in another side, we need to solve the problem of the shipper. And this is uh, this tool that we, we create is very useful. We're not breaking relationships. We are adding a new one. And the most important, we are collecting data and we are putting that data in front of them in an extremely easy interpretation to make the right decisions. And so with, I, I want to switch gears a little bit to focus on sort of the growth of, of Latin America, shipping solutions, the, the growing relationship. I think I just saw a, a news article the other day that shipments from um, Mexico are now the U.S.'s number one trade partner, and it just overtook China. Um, so there's a tremendous mm -hmm. amount of growth oh. going on. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a sense of of the history and how what led us to this moment where we're now you know Latin America is becoming the number one trade partner and and realistically you know for for North America it's the, the benefit to to everyone absolutely yeah we in reality our technology right now is uh is not only in u s we localize our technology in Mexico. We are operating in Mexico. That is a part of our uh, strategy. But I think we did it from the beginning, you know, because uh, our company is completely bicultural. We have like a different combination, but, uh, you know, everybody is, is using different languages uh, because uh, we have a lot of fragmentation of languages as well in this industry. But the reality is, you know, North America is Canada, United States, and, uh, you know, Mexico as a main, uh, you know, inland freight strategy. I'm not talking about, you know, what is the 
connection with uh, South Latin America, Colombia, Chile, Peru, Brazil, all of them. Because in reality, that is true, that we are increasing the import and export transaction between South America and uh, North America, right? But, uh, you know, 125 or 150 miles away from the borders in Mexico, all warehouses are sold up. Mm. Sold out. You cannot find any space down there. Okay. And that is, again, you know, one strategy because um, Cargo World right now is running operations in countries that we are very interested to move freight. Okay. And then that is uh, Mexico, that is uh, United States. And that is Canada. Today, we're moving frame from Canada to Mexico City. That I, we never did in the past. That is the reality. That today, we're moving from Canada to Mexico City. We are moving from Mexico City, you know, or uh, Monterey, or 150 miles away from borders to a different location in the United States. And, in, and that, is, uh, that is the reality. It's an amazing opportunity. We have, uh, it's very important, but you need to localize. You need to talk a lot with um, what is the cultural aspect for carriers in, in Mexico. That is nothing compared with the United States. And uh, you have to do, to understand the same situation with, uh, um, you know, Mexican shippers. Hmm. Okay. It's, an, it's not the same. You have like a, different rules. What is are some different? of those? No, I think it's, a, for example, you know, carriers are not, you don't have, um, you know, um, cargo insurance, for example. Hmm. Okay, that is a <laughs> complicated, right? <laughs> and uh, you have to go through the shippers. Hey, do you have the policy of that? They have like a, you know, for example, for security, the majority of the carrier, they never drive during the night. Hmm. Okay, that never happened in the United States, right? Because uh, you want to drive during the night because then uh, this is when uh, you can go faster. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot of things going on that you need to understand. Oh, you know, that's interesting. Way. Yeah, yeah, for security, for many. We activate one of the options that we are activating is like a, a panic mode for carriers in Mexico. That is, uh, you know, the way that they can feel um, observing, you know, observe for our uh, people, just in case they have a situation on the road that we can help them. You know, it's more like a geolocalization using the carrier app is uh, affecting a better interaction. And I remember, you know, one of the cases that was very surprising for me, we have our technology running in Colombia as well. Right now we're moving freight domestic in Colombia with our technology and the, the carriers are using the app extremely well. Hmm. They are super happy, you know, with the geolocalization because uh, you are not having the interaction, you know, that they are not receiving phone calls. You know, they feel protected. And at the same time, they're adding and uploading all documentation. And mm. for them, it's a very, very usable, right? That uh, is a, every country has like... <laughs> so different. Colombian drivers are really excited about using this yeah, technology exactly. versus yeah. like, you know, US-based carriers, which are like, no, no, we don't want any more technology. Yeah. Or maybe they have a lot of one. No. Right. Yeah, or we have maybe. too much. And, and so that's interesting that, that Colombian yeah. drivers are, are just 100% or not 100%, but just much more engaged and enthusiastic about it. Yeah, that is the true. That is the true. And that is another thing that you, you, you need to learn a little bit. And by the way, you know, for new announcement, uh, we, we sign an amazing, an amazing uh, you know, 
um, acquisition that uh, for um, you know for operation in Europe. We are opening in operation in Europe. Okay, that is I feel extremely happy about it. Probably I'm I'm not thinking right now, and I I am starting the process that we need to localize our technology, and we have to make sure that everything is working well from the European Union regulation. But the truth is, I'm original from Spain, by the way, and uh, and that is uh, probably one of the reasons that I am. We are starting the operation in Spain, but uh, you know, with uh, different customers in different locations in Europe, and uh, it would be amazing and very important strategy for us, especially for the you know the coming future, and uh, and also with the combination that we have with uh, because moving freight in Europe at the same time that you can move freight. In United States, North America, and you have like a different location. We are open in Peru as well in October. And that is our big expansion that we are having right now. And uh, but that is interesting. I'm I'm super in love with this industry. By the way, that that's uh, amazing. I, I I went to Peru. It was my first um, international trip ever, and I fell in love with the country. I you know I think I have a couple of mementos hanging up on <laughs> on my wall behind me. So I would love to hear you know what kind of like freight facts do you have about Peru because I am all ears. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's everything definitely every single inland freight is inland freight, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, we never we 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 have to make sure that we are covering. The majority of our strategy open uh, operation with uh, is uh, with a partnership in a country that is not big to not, uh, too much. For example, Peru, they have uh, we close an important you know agreement with um, an important freight forwarder that is the partnership they're using our technology. We're selling that transaction as a business as model, but uh, the important thing is that they're using the technology. That it was exactly the same strategy that we're doing in Colombia. That we did mm-hmm. in Colombia. But in the case that, you know, Mexico, United States, and, you know, Canada, this is the next country that we want to operate. And also Europe, it's a country, is regions that we want to operate. Okay. It's more like a, the main business that we want to create. But um, we have uh, six business units in the company. It's not moving freight and that's it. We have, uh, you, you mentioned it before, that, you know, the, another announcement that is a cargo pool. Okay, that is a cargo pool is, an, is a great technology that um, gives the opportunity to shippers to move uh, consolidated refrigerator shipments. Hmm. And that is very unique, right? It's complicated. It's not easy. Okay, you have a lot of restrictions. Okay, but that technology, it connect, you know, the um, agriculture department in, in terms of commodity that they are compatible and uh, we regulate an algorithm, and then uh, you can pose, for example, I need to move three, four pallets of uh, avocados. And then uh, immediately the system is matching with another commodity mm. that is compatible for that temperature. Okay. And uh, what I mean, what, something that I'm thinking is important when uh, I was thinking that why we are creating cargo pool is for two main reasons. You know, the first one is, Shippers were requesting, hey, guys, do you move refri- LTL refrigerator shipments? Uh, nobody want to use it, right? It's complicated. Mm-hmm. On another side, I thought, what if, why we cannot, you know, create a virtual um, warehouse, okay? Because if we create a virtual warehouse, we have the opportunity to, um, you know, organize very well the transit time, 
you know, the way that you're manipulating, you know, the, the commodity. You're not going through cross-docking warehouses, uh, breaking the the temperature of the sh- of the commodity. And I think that we can optimize that creating very good value proposition. In another size, I, I realize as well that a lot of shippers for different commitment that they have with their customers, maybe they have five pallets and they need to hire uh, a full truck dog, right? And they're paying a lot of money only for five, five pallets. And they say, why if we're not doing something different? You know, probably again. I think that is the the the, the you know the the reality of cargo that we love challenge. Hmm. We are not do. We are going the tough, all the time. Right? The, yeah, the, the, the complicated, right? <laughs> is that why you cannot go through the the, the easiest part, right? But anyway, I think it's uh it's a lot of things going on, but um, learning, learning, you know, and also applying strategies, and we're very conservative in terms of, uh, you know, the way that we're, um, I, 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 I am a consultant. I, I don't believe, you know, in uh, transactions that we, that we are, that they are without profit. Right. Mm. I believe in a company that, you know, this is the goal, this is the focus and we have to go straightforward for the goal that we're looking for. And this is objective. Everyone, they, they have the native objective, Right. But the important thing is, um, you know, value proposition. If I, if I, I, that is the only way that I believe in business. And uh, sometimes we have different alternatives. They are not working well. We need to adjust and we have to replace for another one. Okay. But uh, it's interesting. I think today we live in a complicated moment for a lot of companies. They're struggling, right? For many reasons, because uh, they have been growing a lot, you know, margins are, are too short right now in comparison with uh, seven years ago. And at the same time, you know, the, the, their strategy were more, you know, uh, market share, right? As if I have, if I want to buy the market in terms of the my strategy, you know, sometimes I can organize my business in a different way. But I think it's uh, it's complicated. There's a lot of things going on in 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 this industry, and uh, we have to support each other. I have to be, and I am the I'm completely open, collaborative guy. That uh, I love strategies. I love partnerships. I love you know how can we support each other if we are trying to get digital transactions. Okay, I I, I think it's that is something that we this is the commitment. You know. Not only for Cargo, for all the companies, we need to be more efficient. Okay, we need to optimize so many different things because, in the end of the day, that is the only way that we can, um, you know, reduce the numbers of claims. That we can reduce, uh, you know, a lot of uh, scams that we have today. I don't know what happened in the last last year. Everything is crazy, and um, we a lot of fraud. Yeah, a lot of fraud, I and mean, you, but you have no idea. They, if they apply their in a smart way to create a fraud, maybe they can create a much successful business, you know, <laughs> because they are very smart, by the way. But anyway, that is uh, Well, it, it sounds like the, so the, the common denominator really is because you, you have experience, you have unique experience where you're operating within the United States, but you're growing in Mexico. And so you have all of these different 
these different components from a cultural perspective. You mentioned Colombia as well, um, and then now Spain. Uh, it's it sounds like there are some common threads though to pull from for all of these different regions of the world where it's open communication um you know adopting technology and trying to improve inefficiencies is that fair yeah the only thing is i think maybe the the at the beginning definitely because we are an innovative company that we are is that we are a tech company providing free services is probably something very different we're not a freight company moving freight. No, we are tech company providing freight services. Okay, but the reality is, I it's it's it's, it's a long journey in seven years. No, mm-hmm. we learn a lot of things. But today, with the, my the curve of experience that we had in the last seven years, I I am ready to attack new market because I don't want to repeat the same problem, right? Because the first of what well, first of all, I had uh, something in common that the majority of the market are running the business in the same way. Hmm. You know, okay, that's perfect. But in another, another side, we have the positive, probably, you know, knowledge that uh, we can accelerate our uh, strategy in one country that is completely new. So I, I don't need to repeat my, my, my I don't want to say my mistake, I, I want to say my my, my, my experience, right? I don't want to repeat my bad things that I did. I want to replicate my good things that I did, okay? And then when we're doing something like that, for example, with operation, I, when I am detecting a market, I have a very important due diligence. You know, how is the technology working? What is the shipper uh, expectations? How is the transaction going? What is the volume of the market? It's a lot of things that you need to analyze, okay? But that when we're landing to the country, we're prepared. We are trying to to be the, the top five, uh, you know, digital company with innovation. And, uh, and the majority of the shippers are super happy with that. They need it. And it okay. almost sounds like that collaborative mindset of of what you're talking about, where you come in from the I, I, you know from the consultant experience, where a lot of it is initial learning, and then you apply the solutions. It yeah. sounds like that's exactly what you're doing yeah. from the freight exp- experience as well. Yeah, that is a yeah that is a is a is a great great comment because you know we we are creating technology with our own experience. We are not we're not uh, we're not competing to get the best uh, solution, tech solution in the world. No, we are running the business and we are creating technology that we are completely sure shippers and carriers can adopt and the industry can use. And uh, this is uh, another concept. We have uh, uh, right now um, um, an important campaign and, you know, I explain shippers and carriers, we are we have the minimalist of tech, our technology. It's like a simplifying everything, right? This is one of the goals. We need to simplify absolutely everything. I don't want to have like a huge TMS with a lot of functionality because I need to have a lot of uh, f- uh, options that, you know, shippers require because it, this is not our interpretation. Because the reaction in the sh- in the user standpoint is completely negative. 
And this is it again. We want to create a healthier relationship between users and technology. And healthier is the way that you can have uh, simplicity. And we are simplifying, you know, everything. It's not only in data. I'm simplifying the, you know, the way that you can have the access to your shipment, the way that you can uh, reorganize or reassign a new carrier because the carrier call you and I have my my truck broken, right? And that this is the this is our best practices. We are doing every day, and that is the reason that we are an innovative company or tech company offering freight services. But I don't want to say I am um, a tech company. That's it. No, with freight services. You're simplifying those freight decision making, and I and I think that that's yeah. um that that's a perfect segue into our our last segment, which I have affectionately called the uh, relatable eight. And so these are uh, I, I used to call this sort of the the rapid fire questions, but they they never really have like a, a simple answer to them. So I have this set amount of questions that I like to ask each guest um, that comes on the show now. And so um, first question that I would like to ask, and it's complete well not completely separate, um, but it's in addition to everything we just talked about because I just looked up and we have been talking for um, fifty two minutes so far. It flew by with all the insight <laughs> that you've been able to share with us, which is super great or which is a super great which is fantastic from you know a podcast perspective because there's a lot of value and so as we sort of you know close out the show um i have this uh, eight questions that i would like to ask if, if you're okay with that and um oh, yes I, I am okay so i don't know i have to say yes 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 <laughs> uh, would be ready for that but uh Oh no! These are you can definitely give a you know as long of an answer as as you feel is appropriate. Yeah. Um, so for this first one, and you don't, I, I imagine you don't have a hard out um, within a couple minutes, right? You have a little the little flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. No okay, problem. perfect. All right, good. Okay, so first question in the relatable eight is how do you think about marketing when it comes to you and your company? Marketing, I think marketing is everything, right? <laughs> I think it's on this uh, show. It is. <laughs> When I'm talking about marketing, it's uh, it's a, the only thing it's uh, it's complicated sometimes. With uh, as a CEO of the company, that I am all the time looking for results immediately. Immediately is not connected with marketing. Marketing is they have like a different methodology. But honestly, I think it's uh, marketing is extremely important. I don't. If I have to be, and I think we spend a lot of money in marketing and also at the same time, you know, we are taking care of our image, our communication, you know, everything is, you cannot give a very good, uh, you know, presentation to the market if you're not taking care of the marketing perspective. But uh, it's super tactical. They are they're getting a lot of, um, uh, you know, insight in, in for, for exact for, from the, you know, the strategy of the company, right? Especially if you're expanding to all of these different countries, I imagine you're doing something right. <laughs> so- I want to say that who is, who is my marketing director that he's all the time asking me, Fernando, okay, let's do it. But uh, you are totally <laughs> killing me every day. The only thing that I am happy is he's exactly the same like me, completely bold. I don't think the stress is affecting his hair, right? But I, anyway, <laughs> that is the reality. 
<laughs> That's a good thing, though, that you understand it from the, the, the uh, I guess, the level of the patience. You got to have patience when it comes yes. to marketing, especially yeah. when, you, you know, you're founder led and you have great stories to tell. Um, so over time, I'm, I'm sure the, those stories are just um, impacting CargoBot and, okay. and, and helping no. you guys continue to grow. Yeah, and especially when you want to talk, hey, I have a new idea. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, are you serious? Yeah, I have a new idea. <laughs> and now we need to create a new name and we need to create a new uh, communication strategy. <laughs> and, and this is completely different. But uh, I agree with you 100%. You have to be patient. You need to understand the time. Timeline is important. You know, if you want to be success, you have to understand uh, that you need time and time is, uh, and, but that you have to be focused in the strategy and the marketing is extremely important for the strategy of the company. Well said. And so the next question in the relatable aid is what is your favorite social platform and why? Is it LinkedIn? Oh, is it Twitter? Well, depending on my, my, if I am resting, <laughs> probably is completely different if I am reading for business, right? And, uh, but I have to say, you know, I'm not honestly a lot, very social media fanatic. I'm, 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 I'm not very active in my posting, by the way, because I think it's, uh, I prefer to keep my personal life a little, I don't need to say everybody, if, I, I prefer to send a picture directly to the people that I want to <laughs> right. send a picture. Yeah. But I think it's, uh, you know, Instagram is, it's, it's funny sometimes because uh, the, the only thing I love sports, I love bicycles, I love cars, uh, you know, and, and, and when I am with my subject, I receiving a lot of posts with my subject, right? And this is the way that uh, they can be relaxed because they are automating the, you know, the algorithm, right? They are sending to you exactly the information that you are familiar with or you mm -hmm. are looking for and that you feel comfortable in. But anyway... I think they have like a, they all different social media, the traditional uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them that they have like a specific, uh, probably focus by, yes. you know, LinkedIn, I like LinkedIn as well, you know, for professional career. I have a lot of articles that they're very, they're very good. But uh, sometimes I feel overwhelmed when they want to contacting you because they want to sell something else, right? It's It's complicated, right? Yeah, LinkedIn DMs are uh, a challenging place. <laughs> In order to manage that, well, it's a whole other is a whole other set of yeah. issues. <laughs> yeah, but probably if you wake up every every day at the same time, three forty five in the morning, and you say, "I cannot sleep," this is the question: What is the the social media that I you often in that period of time? And I want I want to say the truth is Instagram because <laughs> I want to see something that I can immediately that is boring that i don't have to be worried about it and i can sleep again yes you know? <laughs> exactly i know there, there's a lot of a lot of people that say you know don't sleep with your phone next to you or don't you know it, they, they don't want you looking the health advisors say don't look at your phone you know if you're trying to fall yeah. asleep but I'm, my phone helps me fall asleep a lot and i think it's to to your point of what you just said it's stuff that yeah, interests me yeah. and it's you know i'll i'll look at it until i'm too tired and to just fall asleep yeah. <laughs> So it's yep, almost like yep, overconsumption in a digital format. All right. Yep. Next question is, what is your favorite SaaS tool that you use every day that's not your own? Wow. My SaaS tool that I'm not using every day. Okay. If I have to be honest, I think it's the majority of the time I'm using our tools and uh, creating, you know, maybe it's... Maybe if, like a Slack if, or... If the, question, if the question is, 
what is your uh, the most useful corporate uh, tool? I have to tell you Excel, right? Because I have to analyze numbers all the time, and then I have to see projections and who is the goals and what's going on. You know, we have everything on the cloud, and uh, we are more in the Google perspective, and uh, we have a Google Drive, and uh, we have everything on the on on, on the cloud. But uh, I don't really I use our technology a lot. So mm-hmm. most of the time, I'm on my technology. You know, I'm using the typical uh, office suite that, that they can combine your your life with analyzing data and interpretation. But uh, I don't want to say that I'm using another tool, if I have to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Excel is definitely, uh, I think it's probably the original sort of SaaS best of tool. If I'm thinking of it uh, out of all the platforms that exist, maybe email you could technically consider as a SaaS tool. Um, but for getting things yeah. done and analyzing what's been done, I think Excel yeah. is still at the top. There, There's, yeah. you know, until something can dethrone it, which I doubt, you know, anything can. Even, even if uh, Google thing that I, because I am, a, I love Google, right? And we have a lot of things and a lot of going on with Google. But uh, if I have to be honest, I prefer the Excel in comparison with Google shit. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> but it's, not personal. it's not personal. Okay? Maybe yeah, the interesting why. Okay. The the formulas, the ease of of you know creating those formulas and sheets. I I, I fully yeah. agree. I I am ninety percent of my business is run through Google Drive, but that ten percent is run through Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Next question. Favorite freight business that isn't your own? Well, favorite freight business in terms of um, because um. I think the favor is everything that you can accomplish as a dream, right? Hmm. And uh, for example, you know, the fa- the first time that I saw my first uh, cargo pool shipment, it was like a dream, right? It's complicated, okay? And I think, and I have to say, you know, I love uh, everything that we are doing, in terms of uh, freight that I love, it's more full track load, probably. Mm-hmm. And this is more my, when I can detect the fragmentation. It's, I think it's a LTL is more regulated because mm-hmm. you have a lot of, it's more by contract, right? And, and, and it's, and it's not, um, it's probably more um, better organized. I don't want to say that it's a little more organized. And I, I, I like the unorganized things because I, we need to organize. Yeah, right. And I have to say that a full track load and the LTL refrigerator shipment is something amazing. And this is the, the you know, the, the top of the freight that I am in love. It's a lot of challenges that we have in this industry, especially with rage. That mm-hmm. is a lot of, uh, for example, you were talking about what's going on with, um, um, you know, Latin America and uh, the Latin America and also Europe. Uh, move a lot of rage in the United States because hmm. they are sending a lot of containers. And uh, but we have a lot of problem with capacity. And it's complicated, is because it's, it's something that we need to think about it. And then the next step is um, I, I'm running right now in my mind. How can we solve, you know, the rage uh, ecosystem? You know? So finding finding more of those tough problems to solve. I, I think that's your that's your mo so far. It sounds like in the in this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this interview. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I need to simplify my my version. You know, <laughs> and, uh, maybe 
No, it's good. We, we need people that want to tackle the tough things. So, and that's, you know, freight is always changing. It's always challenging. So we, we need yeah. the folks to, to tackle the tough things too. All right. Last few here. Uh, what's one task in your current job that you can't stand doing? You cannot stop doing? Or you can't stand it. You hate it. You hate it? Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. I think I'm super passionate and I'm, I love everything I'm doing. You know, uh, I don't That's think a good thing. I, I, yeah, I awake every day with uh, super happy. I don't know why. Even if we, I'm running a startup, that is, you have a lot of challenges. You have no idea how many times I have been with, oh my God, I think I, I don't have enough money for the next month. Let me go ahead and we have to organize, <laughs> you know, what happened. But, I'm there in, 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 but no, the reality is, I think as I am in, in love with what I am doing, hmm. sometimes, you know, I, I, I all the time explain to my people that I don't want to have employees. I want to have believers. Hmm. I want to have people that believe in the vision of the company, even if I am very passionate or not. My point is, I think that we have to do and every, if you are in cargo mode, it's because you want to transform the business. If you want to move a freight, go to another one. This is not the, 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 the way that we are moving our freight. But uh, maybe sometime, hey, what's going on with when I have uh, different committees, and I have a lot of one, by the way, and uh, <laughs> I sit in front of the, the different leader of the business unit. Hey, you're the, you're the CEO of your business unit. What's going on with your results? Why you are not accomplished? Now that conversation is not, it's part of my, my job, right? But, uh, but I'm doing it in a, in a positive way and I'm creating best practices. What is not working well? What do you think we can have together? Mm. How can we organize a different strategy? But uh, I like the people that they're consistent. Okay? Mm. That is my, my goal all the time. You have to be consistent and then you have to, you know, to be completely loyal to your journey otherwise i cannot go through different strategy and apply in different strategy and say hey, i'm here because uh, i want to be different no but i think i'm in love with my life if i have to be honest so passion and positivity and challenging Absolutely. and solving those challenges challenging freight problems okay. probably because i am at my, my i have been 25 years in consulting no right con if you are you're a consultant you're solving challenges right all the time and, uh, and <laughs> And then you're in front of the problem and you give the solution, problem and solution. Problem and solution have been part of my life all my year, all my, all my life. And uh, that is, uh, but anyway, again, positive things is important. Yes. Negative, no way. Right. <laughs> so that's good. That, that's a great answer <laughs> for that one. Um, all right. We got a few more. If you didn't have to worry about money, what would you do for the rest of your life? Oh, my God. For the rest of my life, I think probably traveling mm. and uh, I love to travel, but uh, important thing, maybe I need to add traveling with my bike because I, <laughs> I love my bike. And uh, that is something that I really did in the past many years. I have been, you know, taking my bike and climbing the mountain because guess what? I think it's a, I have um, something is, is you have a great comparison when you're climbing a, a mountain, hmm. you feel by yourself, I cannot do this. I cannot, you know, get the, the top of the mountain. I feel I want to abandon. I want to say goodbye. And this is more the, the thought of the entrepreneurs, right? 
that you're all the time I cannot sometimes you feel you feel by yourself mm-hmm. that I hey what is next I have no idea and that is um, probably my the, my consistency is connected with my the way that I am suffering with my bike climbing a mountain that sometimes is not really happy I'm not really happy <laughs> yeah but I think definitely traveling having experiences with I love mo- motorcycle I love uh, you know cars uh, but uh, definitely traveling around the world but but to your your point about climbing that mountain is is as soon as you get to the top you're so glad you did it and you're yes. you're looking for the next one which i think is a, a, a awesome. perfect you know sort of comparison to the entrepreneur journey okay last two what's something that you believe in that most people don't okay i think it's um Probably I I don't know I don't if they don't don't because that is very personal but uh, I believe in in the, in the in a dream I think it's uh, if you have the power of the intention that you put a dream in your mind you can you can that th- that dream could be real hmm. probably I have to say that I'm living American dream I'm not sure you know but probably yes I'm living my American dream by the way. And, uh, and I, I believe in the dreams. I am super, that is the way, that is uh, the most important, maybe, um, you know, uh, learning that I had in my life. Everything that you put in your mind as a dream, mm-hmm. you have to follow your dream. And that sometimes people are not for whatever reason, you know, they don't believe in the dream. They're negative. The way that you express yourself, the way that you use your vocabulary, that is, is extremely important. You know, you have to be positive. We are energy, right? If you're not creating good energy, I don't think that you can do something good. And you definitely want to attract good people around you if if you have a lot of bad energy. And so yeah. final question, what is your favorite supply chain or logistics fact? Wow, that is... <laughs> You did give us some good ones earlier about, you know, Mexican drivers not being able to drive at night um, versus U.S. drivers who are going to, you know, probably find every way to be productive um, in order to, you know, get the freight there faster. Um, so what what are maybe some other uh, logistics facts from, you know, building offices all around the world? Yeah, I think it's uh, I, I want to... Uh, probably I, I want to have uh, the, the real uh, when when you're talking about digitalization, you're thinking that, that you have you don't have a lot of people behind, right? Hmm. And most of the time, a lot of company, if you compare with the numbers of employees that they have, a lot of companies that is it's not connecting very well. That the digital transaction is coming with five hundred employees, right? And I think my my dream in terms of the everything that we're doing is is a, is a real 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 digital digital interaction. You know, she proposes shipments, carriers can visit, have the visibility, and they they can accept, they close it, they can chat, they can uh, you know finally the the carrier shipper can try the shipment with the with the people observing, you know. I love the way that we are observing. We're observing that everything is going fantastic. And that is uh, my dream, you know, like, uh, and give it, get collecting data, you know, organizing uh, a lot of dashboard and uh, giving them the alternative to 
for example, that is amazing. And uh, all different shippers that I have been in front of all biggest and you know smaller shippers, they don't have, if I have to be honest, an a, a, a performance review or, or performance indicator. You know, with by carrier, right? They don't have dashboard. Dashboard that are completely dynamic. You know, and given the the right information and uh, understanding what happened, what's going on with their capacity. I saw many different shippers that, hey, I have my the, the, my 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 CFO is asking me for the the fork that you know the budget for next year in shipping, and I have no idea. You know, and again, I would like to have more transparent visibility about the real industry with data that uh, we can provide great information for shippers and also great information for carrier too. Both are extremely important. But I would like to more transparency. My I would like to have more transparency between shippers and carriers is in both sides. It's not only in this one side, I, because I, <laughs> I think, you know, the way that you have in the carrier side that they have to be uh, more transparent. And um, but anyway, I think my, my goals and with all different countries, when you can see the map, I would like to see all cargo logos everywhere. But uh, the next step is the connection, the create our own network to move inland and domestic freight in the all location that we have. You know, this is the next revolution. I am, for example, Euro, Europe moving freight in, uh, in, in in United States. United States moving freight in Europe, but uh, only inland freight. And so that that's a pros answer right there because you tied in the logistics facts of you know for the customer perspective and how you get to there is by listening to your customer and providing that that data and that transparency. So great answers, great conversation all around. Fernando, where can folks follow more of your work? Follow CargoBot, you know, all that good stuff. You, you can, what, what do you say again? Sorry. Uh, where can yeah. folks follow you, follow, uh, you know, CargoBot, social media platforms? Yeah, so I think I have, have some social links. Yeah, we have everything. It's www.cargobot.io. In and out, by the way, is not a traditional .com. It's in and out. I-O. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have uh, LinkedIn. Uh, we have our profile in CargoBot. We have uh, social media and Instagram. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. Uh, we have, uh, I think it's a, we are everywhere. And, I think you're uh, right. But, yeah, because I see yeah. Instagram, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, we, LinkedIn, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Mark, in the, in the marketing perspective, I think I have a great uh, marketing director that uh, I have been, we have been working together for many years and, and he's doing an amazing job with the company. Definitely. Awesome. We love to, to give the shout out to the, the marketing directors on this show. So, so Fernando, fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for joining the show. And we'll be sure to link to all of those social media platforms and the website in the show notes awesome. so folks can check out more insight. But thank you again. Yeah, no, it was my pleasure. I enjoy a lot with this conversation. It was very, very interesting. Yes, likewise. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everything is Logistics, a podcast for the thinkers in freight, telling the stories behind how your favorite stuff and people get from point A to B. Subscribe to the show, sign up for our newsletter, and follow our socials over at everythingislogistics.com. And in addition to the podcast, I also wanted to let y'all know about another company I operate, and that's Digital Dispatch, where we help you build a better website. 
Now, a lot of the times we hand this task of building a new website or refreshing a current one off to a coworker's child, a neighbor down the street, or a stranger around the world, where you probably spend more time explaining the freight industry than it takes to actually build the dang website. Well, that doesn't happen at Digital Dispatch. We've been building online since 2009, but we're also early adopters of AI, automation, and other website tactics that help your company to be a central place to pull in all of your social media posts, recruit new employees, and give potential customers a glimpse into how you operate your business. Our new website builds start as low as $1,500, along with ongoing website management, maintenance, and updates starting at $90 a month, plus some bonus freight marketing and sales content similar to what you hear on the podcast. You can watch a quick explainer video over on digitaldispatch.io. Just check out the pricing page once you arrive, and you can see how we can build your digital ecosystem on a strong foundation. Until then, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you all real soon and go Jags. Go Jags.